Hello friends, welcome to Quiet on Purpose. I'm Heather Laurence and you're listening to episode number 67. This podcast is all about learning to sit quietly in the presence of God and our own soul. We're here to gently pursue the practice of listening to God, to what He might want to reveal to us about our souls, and the invitation He might be extending to us in light of what we see. We want to lean in, listen closely, and respond to Him, knowing that the One who loves us will also take gentle care of us as we trust and follow Him. My hope is that these few minutes together today might be a sweet time of pause in our often hurried and noisy lives. Today's scripture is Psalm 119, verse 68. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. Thanks be to God. Do you have a story and experience in your own life that you hold onto as a perfect example of God's goodness, of the fact that in spite of how things currently look, in spite of your current circumstances, and regardless of how disappointed you might be that God doesn't seem to be answering your prayers, you know in the depths of your soul that you can trust him? I have one, more than one really, but there's one in particular that I often come back to. When Josh and I first got married, I was content simply to have a place to call our own, even though we were just renting. An apartment first, a condo later, a couple of actual houses. It was great just to be together and have a roof over our heads. But eventually, the American dream began to nag at my heart. The narrative that, as tenants, we were just funding someone else's retirement, or worse, being bad stewards of God's money, played over and over in my head. Eventually, the desire to own our own home became more than a desire. It became an obsession, really. The fact that we lived on a youth pastor's salary in California, where housing prices were escalating at ridiculous rates and we had no money for a down payment, didn't deter me. We could get one of those creative loans people were getting. We could borrow money from our family. Surely there had to be a way for us to buy a home before it was too late. My cautious husband and our seasoned realtor cautioned me against the routes I was suggesting, and before long prices were well out of our price range. I felt cheated, and I questioned why God wouldn't allow us to buy a home It wasn't like I wanted something extravagant. A small home on a small lot would have satisfied me, I thought. Less than a year later, God was moving us to a new city, and the market had taken a bit of a downturn. I began to think that perhaps it was good God hadn't allowed us to purchase a home when I so desperately wanted to. Well, fast forward a few years, I moved to another city, and what was now most decidedly a crash in the market. Homes were being foreclosed and short sales were the norm. I could now clearly see that had we bought a home when I wanted to, using a creative loan as I had been pushing for, we would be in the position that so many around us were in. But 
surely now was our opportunity. Surely God wanted to give us a home now. I convinced Josh that we should get pre-approved and secure a realtor and start looking for our first home. And we did. We looked, we made offers, and time after time, our offers were declined. Weeks turned into months. Hope turned into despair. Despair turned into anger. God, why are you withholding this from me? I raged internally. Why won't you give us a home? Once again, the argument. It's not like I want something extravagant. I just want a small house to call our own. And then one day I saw a cute little bungalow listed. I reached out to our realtor to set up a showing. You guys, it was bad. Dead cockroaches lay on the floor in every room. The stench was almost overwhelming, but I could see its potential. And there was a second house on the property, a little one-bedroom flat that could be a source of rental income. Josh saw the potential too, and we submitted an offer. And miracle of miracles, our offer was accepted. This story is already too long to include all the ups and downs over the next several months as we waited for financing to be approved on our unusual FHA rehabilitation loan, the ups and downs in my faith as well. But ultimately, in his kindness and mercy, God allowed us to purchase our little bungalow and do the necessary repairs to make it not only safe to live in, but uniquely our own. I even got a beautiful new kitchen. As we settled into our new home, and in the years that have followed, God has used this story to remind me again and again that He is good, and what He does is good. Knowing all that He had in store for us in the years before He allowed us to buy a home, and the years since He allowed us to buy that home, He lovingly allowed so many doors that I knocked on to remain closed until just the right time and just the right home became available for our unique circumstances. I am not proud of how I handled all the no's God gave me during that time. I wish I could report that I bravely accepted His will, but this stubborn heart of mine needed to be humbled quite a lot to see that God's ways are always good, and everything He does is good too. For me, God used this saga of longing for home ownership to ultimately teach me that even His no's are good. For you, it may have been quite the opposite. Maybe you are one of those who purchased and then lost a home, and you've been seeing His goodness in your life in spite of that loss. Or your circumstances may be something else entirely, loss of relationship, loss of health, or any number of difficulties this life presents. I hope that whatever the circumstances, they've brought you to the place where you can, with the psalmist David, say, God, you are good, and what you do is good. And once we've settled that in our hearts, We can also join David in saying, Teach me your decrees. Ultimately, confidence in God's goodness frees us up to trust Him in everything so that obedience becomes the bent of our heart even when we don't quite understand why He's asking us 
to walk the path in front of us. Before we begin our time of purposeful quiet today, take a moment, get your body comfortable. It may help to close your eyes, take a deep breath, and become aware of God's loving presence with you right now. This is my prayer today for you and for me. Lord God, we join King David in declaring that you are good and what you do is good. Please teach us your decrees. We also confess, Lord, that sometimes we have to learn and relearn this truth. Learn and relearn to trust you because your ways don't always make sense to our finite human understanding. Thank you for graciously providing us with opportunities to see your goodness in the midst of difficult circumstances, even when things don't go the way we desire. Please give us faith when we can't see your goodness to trust that you are still good. Amen. Over the next few minutes, I'll provide time for us to consider, is there some difficulty, some circumstance I'm facing today that is causing me to question God's goodness? Is there some story in my life that I can draw on in the midst of this difficulty to remember His goodness in the past? And even if I can't immediately see it, will I choose to trust Him today?
Would you please help those who are struggling today to say, Father, I trust you, teach me your decrees? Would you, by your Spirit, please give each of us the faith to affirm deep within our souls that you are good and everything you do is good so that we can willingly surrender outcomes to you and choose to obey even when we don't understand. This will require your work in our hearts, Lord, for we cannot do this in our own strength. Thank you that you are able and willing to help us when we call upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, I'm honored that you would choose to spend some of your precious time with me here. Thank you. As always, the questions from today's episode are in the show notes if you ever want to refer back to them. And if today's episode was helpful to you, please consider sharing it with a friend. I hope you'll join me again next time for another episode and that along the way we'll both learn what it looks like and how we benefit when we're quiet on purpose. Until then, take a few minutes, take a deep breath, get quiet on purpose, and enjoy God's presence with you, my friends. He loves you so much.